Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special 55-1 podcast. It's the off-season, uh, and so, you know, we're, like, recalibrating our lives and figure things out and, uh, you know, going to bring some kind of special podcast out. Um, we had the MLS Cup final uh, this past weekend. Atlanta beat Portland Timbers 2-0. There was a, a fantastic crowd at the Black Heart of St. Paul. It made me feel very good and also stressed out. Um uh, it was very uh, great to see a lot of Portland Timbers fans there and uh, no Atlanta fans. Although, you know, if you are an Atlanta fan, you're you're welcome. You're you will just make fun of your team. Um, anyway, uh, so thank you for everyone to co- for coming out. We're not going to talk about the game on this podcast because uh, we are just going to talk to. I am just going to talk to Peter Wilt. Um, I've talked to Peter Wilt many times on this podcast and previously on the the Do Nord Football Show, with which I had with Bruce. Peter is um, just to give you his backstory. You can like fast forward one minute if you don't want his backstory. But he was a general manager at the Minnesota Thunder. Then he went and he was the first man, uh, general manager of uh, the Chicago Fire. He started uh, Chicago Red Stars. He started Indy 11. Now he's in Madison starting their USL team, which uh, it was announced is going to be an affiliate for Minnesota United. Um, Peter has been everywhere. He also was trying to start the NISA League, which we'll talk a little bit about on this podcast, and trying to bring ProRel, um, promotion and relegation, to um, to the U.S. And it's great talking to him. He's one of the most uh, energetic, fun guys in uh, American soccer, but he's also just uh, been around, seen everything, and um, really loves soccer. He loves building teams, and he does it really well. So I'm delighted to talk to him. Uh, I I won't delay anymore, but hopefully we'll be back next week, and we'll talk about uh, all these kind of uh, roster changes that so far are not happening on Minnesota United, but hopefully we'll start, uh, start next week. Uh, without further ado, here's Big Quarters, and then I'll talk to Peter. Well, I'm uh, delighted to be joined by uh, Peter Wilt, uh, who is the managing director of Forward Madison FC, uh, also basically the the um, Johnny Appleseed of soccer in the Upper Midwest. Uh, you know, has been was a was a part of uh, the Minnesota Minnesota Thunder, helped Chicago Fire, or you know, built the Chicago Fire, Chicago Red Stars, Indy Eleven, and now in Madison, Peter. Thank you for giving me some of your time. I'm really excited to hear about what's happening in Madison. Oh, it's great to be on with you. Thanks for having me, Wes. Yeah. So let me let me uh, just start with this. Uh, where how did the path go from uh, where you and I last spoke, and you were with um, NISA and the uh, um, the kind of effort to build an alternative uh, lower division pyramid, and now you ended up in in Madison. How is that progress? How did that whole thing come about? Well, first, I like the way you pronounce it, NISA. We always pronounce it NISA. Yeah, but maybe no. if I was more NISA, uh, it would still be, <laughs> I'd still be there. It's the whole Minnesota nice um, thing I, I, I put into everything, yeah. yeah. So I, I was recruiting teams to join NISA, or ownership groups, and the Madison group, Big Top uh, Sports and Entertainment, was one of the groups I was talking to. Uh, they were enthusiastic about it but their lease situation in Madison uh, 
uh, pretty much required them to get started in 2019. Right. And I was not able to assure them that NISA would be playing in 2019. So they had to make a decision, and they went with USL uh, League One. Um, and I said to them, I don't really want you starting a pro soccer team in my home state without me involved. <laughs> right. And so um, we had a few discussions, and we agreed we could help each other out. So uh, you, I'm, I'm really curious about, you know, Madison is the, the kind of smallest uh, place you've gone to, to build a team. And obviously almost all of the big uh, markets have some sort of pro team you know, other than like San Diego and, and things like that. Um, and so what is, what does soccer look like, uh, in Madison pro soccer look like in Madison and building a team there as opposed to, you know, obviously Chicago, but, but then Indy is a, is a, is a pretty, uh, fairly big sized city. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, Madison's population is 250,000. Uh, Metro is between five and 600,000. Uh, so it's not that small, right, right. Uh, but what's appealing is its demographics. Uh, it's a very young market. Uh, obviously, it's a, a university town, state capital. Uh, 50% of the population is under the age of 30. Uh, it's a progressive town, uh, dare I say liberal town, and soccer tends to do well in those markets. Uh, the venue location is spectacular. It's in the middle of a, a, a really up-and-coming neighborhood that has um, apartments, bars, restaurants, shops popping up left and right, um, young professionals living within walking distance. Uh, uh, so it, it's positioned maybe nine miles away from the Capitol building right downtown. And it's a historic stadium that's undergoing a $3 million remodel that will improve the amenities for the fans, uh, increase the capacity from 3,000 to 5,000. Uh, I, I just think it's really built to be successful for lower division soccer. What happens, uh, what happens when you, uh, are, uh, when the city empties out for the summer when, when the semester's over? It is interesting. We're not depending on the college students at all. In fact, the overlay of our, our uh, schedule, which just came out today, I think shows only three of our uh, 14 regular season games are during the regular uh, fall or spring semesters. Uh, the, the, the community is still very young, um, full of soccer fans, and, you know, the 30 or 40,000 uh, college students that leave uh, really don't change that. So it's, you know, I, I, I see the college students as almost a bonus. I, I don't think we're relying on them to be the core of our audience. And what are the, what, what's the difference between uh, when you put together a team in Indy, you know, which was NASL independent league and didn't have a lot of movement between players, between either USL or MLS, uh, not a ton, but, um, and now you've got USL, um, it, is there is there a different challenge in terms of or challenge or, or positives or benefits I guess in terms of building a roster in uh, in the USL? That's a good question. I, I don't think too much. Maybe for some teams in USL League One, there are some differences. Certainly, you know the NLS reserve teams. There's a big difference. 
you know, for us, we're still looking to win championships, and that means a good mix of uh, youth and experience, a good mix of uh, background, uh, and, and players that are going to fight for the badge. So that, that part doesn't change. You know, obviously the opportunity to partner with Minnesota United offers a different dynamic. And I think there may be a, a potential risk involved with an MLS affiliate, uh, but I'm confident we've addressed those risks by having really healthy discussions with uh, Manny and Amos and Adrian uh, and Daryl. What's really nice is Daryl and Adrian have both been on both sides of the Major League Soccer, USL, or lower division divide. So they both have a perspective on what the MLS team is looking to get out of a relationship like this and what the lower division team is looking to get out of a relationship like this. And I think that's going to be incredibly uh, beneficial and healthy for our partnership. Yeah, obviously Daryl Shore, um, head coach there, has been uh, – has. You know, we, we beat him, Minnesota beat him for a championship back in uh, 2011, so thank you for signing him. Um, but he's also been a great coach. He's He's been around, uh, you know, obviously with Fort Lauderdale Strikers is where I first saw him, uh, then he was with RSL. Uh, what, what is, uh, what's your relationship with him? What, what's the team going to be like uh, under, in, in with Daryl uh, at the head? Sure. Well, Daryl, just to remind you, has won a couple of championships with the Chicago Fire, so he does know how to win. In fact, in 20, uh, 27 years of coaching, I believe uh, he's made the playoffs. No, no, I'm sorry, 22 years of professional coaching. Daryl's made the playoffs 17 of those 22 years, and he has a number of championship rings. Uh, so he and I were with the Chicago Fire at the same time. Bob hired him as a first as a goalkeeper coach, promoted him to an assistant coach. Daryl managed, and this is a unique thing, I think. It would be fascinating to see how many assistant coaches have had this track record, but he stayed with the Chicago Fire under four different head coaches, which is unusual because oftentimes when a new coach comes in, you know, new broom sweeps clean and they bring in their own staff. But Daryl proved himself valuable uh, with each coach. And uh, so he and I go back to the – uh, but I think it was the 2000 season he came in, and we, of course, won the Open Cup that year and again in 2003, and I guess in 2006 as well as the Supporters' Shield. And Daryl was an important part of those teams, uh, not just from the coaching aspect but in the player uh, recruitment standpoint. And that was important to me uh, with this hire in Madison. So that was uh, going to try to take a step back from the player recruitment and try to put as much as possible on the head coach and We've made Daryl the technical director as well. But we're utilizing uh, my network as well as Daryl's and, and uh, others that we put together. And it's, it's, it's been, uh, been very fruitful. The last week we announced the signing or the loan and signing of a Panamanian national team player, Josiel Nunez. Mm-hmm. Uh, not too many third division teams in the United States have a, uh, uh, full national team players uh, on their roster. And I think that's an example of uh, the, the network that Daryl and I have uh, that we're able to make this team quality. We have another announcement uh, uh, tonight of an international player that has played in Major League Soccer uh, for a couple of years and uh, will probably turn some heads that we were able to secure this player. And we've Rhymes, got another signing with... that we'll announce... Uh, 
You did announce you this was the podcast that you announced uh the the uh Indy Eleven uh um basically you announced Indy 11 on, on, uh, my podcast. So I, I, uh, anytime you want to just randomly throw things out there that, that will, that then 20 people and my mom will, will hear is perfect. When are we going live on this? Uh, we are going, I, I mean, I can hold this until, uh, tomorrow if you want. Okay. You tell me. Well, it rhymes with, it rhymes with Bolo Boonier. <laughs> So if you went with Apollo uh, Junior, uh, that would be a winning uh, winning guess. Super. Uh, Apollo is a, uh, a great attacking player. Played last year at Penn FC. Uh, played for a couple of years at Rail Salt Lake and uh, spent some time with Vancouver Whitecaps and MLS. Um, but what I love about him most, and you'll appreciate this, Wes, if you go along with our branding of a, a, a plastic pink flamingo, Apollo Junior is first youth club was the Brazilian club Flamingo. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know who you could also bring in with uh, Flamingo Connections is is uh, my lord and savior, you know. Savior Ibsen. There you go. You got that connection. Let's so, play it. Let's you know. do it. Let's bring him in. And you need to you need to sign a number six first to make sure you can cover that space. But, uh, <laughs> you, you know, I'm, uh, I, I guess I'm, I'm also just wondering... Uh, about that affiliation with Minnesota United, um, you, you talked about you know this is you are not you're not uh, Chicago you're not Minnesota United two you're not the B team whatever but um, obviously there's this one year affiliation and who knows what will happen in the future how does that uh, how does that work how do you how are you going to kind of navigate the the kind of uh, I'm sure contractual needs to whatever bring in some players and and maybe give them some time yeah. and as well as you know you guys want to win trophies. Yeah, it's, we've already obviously had these discussions ongoing for several months now. This isn't something that started uh, three days ago. Um, and we both have a good understanding of how it's going to work. Daryl's going to spend time in the preseason with Minnesota, uh, you know, helping out with uh, their preseason training, uh, getting the players to get to know him and vice versa. Um, Adrian, Manny, and... Uh, Amos and uh, Daryl and I have talked about specific players that potentially could end up in Madison mm-hmm. and that we would be comfortable taking. And we're making sure we're filling out our roster in a way that they'll get playing time that they need. We don't want to bring a player in from Minnesota to Madison and have them sit on the bench because there's maybe a veteran player uh, ahead of them. Uh, because just because a player is incredibly talented, doesn't mean he would necessarily play over uh, a veteran experienced player that maybe doesn't have as much natural talent, but can better help us win. So those conversations have gone on. So we won't be, uh, they won't be sending us players that we don't want and vice versa. We won't take players that aren't going to play. Um, so I, I know I, you've, you've got precious, uh, time constraints and I don't want to take you too long, but I, I want to maybe ask you just this, this kind of, uh, related, semi-related question, which is, you know, we talked about how previously you were with NISA, NISA, if you're going to pronounce it, uh, according to me, but, um, 
in that the dream there was, you know, pro rel and trying to figure that out. And I wonder um, if I can just ask: is is the dream of pro rel in in America dead? Is it just on, uh, uh, you know, in hiatus? Not, uh, what, yeah. What does it look like? Neither. I, I think it's ongoing. You know, I don't think a day goes by that I don't get asked that question or someone brings it up. I think the conversation of promotion relegation is much more active in terms of a a real possibility now than it was two years ago. And I'm proud of the role I had in moving that conversation along. Uh, to the extent, I think even um, USL, and uh, they may not admit it, but some folks in MLS are looking at it and saying it's something that should be considered. Uh, you know, how it all plans out, plays out, no one really knows. Uh, but uh, the fact that it's recognized now as uh, a reasonable, potentially practical structure of soccer in this country is exciting. And, um, you, know, you know, I certainly hope that it works, that it's tried. If for no other reason, then we can finally find out, <laughs> will the way the sport is played in the rest of the world work here? Yeah. One, one last question then is just thinking back on, uh, or uh, about Madison. Um, what's the, what's the biggest obstacle you have to overcome between now and, uh, first kick in, in, uh, in the spring? Right. Well, you know, from a, a practical standpoint, we have to get, uh, the renovations done. Uh, we broke ground about a month ago on some of the construction elements. We have to put in 11 new suites. A thousand uh, supporters standing area, um, a new kitchen, concession stand, restaurant. So that's a, a lot of heavy lifting, not by me, by some other people, <laughs> fortunately. Um, uh, and then now it's a matter of activating the work we've done in terms of, I'll, I'll say, brand development, which is you know, really community building. We've done a ton of community building over the last six months. And now we need to activate it in terms of uh, getting people to buy sponsorships and, and tickets and then make sure that the experience, the game experience, is of value. Not just of value for the money they spend, but of the time they give. Um, the city of Madison is starting to put their emotions behind this team and connect with the team. Uh, we need to make sure that it's a uh, uh, a good team that works hard, plays attractive soccer, wins games, and uh, the fans have good experiences, so this is all sustainable. Well, Peter, I want to say thank you so much uh, for giving us your time. Uh, it, it, I'm looking forward to seeing you again and, and seeing how uh, how Madison is working out, and, and thank you for adding a, a fourth team to the Peter Wilt Cup that uh, – that, uh, only exists in in some people's minds but now at least there's there's a even table that we can all fight it out on love it all right thank you take care you take care i'll see you i'll see you in chicago yeah